Collins, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Eagles defeat the Chiefs at Arrowhead to improve to 9-1. Sean Desai's defense shuts out Kansas City in the second half to help secure the come-from-behind win. The Birds' tough schedule continues Sunday in a home game against the Buffalo Bills. Aaron Nola remains in Philadelphia. The longest-tenured Philly re-signs with the team on a seven-year deal worth $172 million. Dombrowski and the front office are reportedly still looking to add starting pitching, however. Who else could be joining the Fightins? Flyers keep rolling and have now won five straight, knocking off the defending champion Golden Knights and the Columbus Blue Jackets over the weekend. The team now stands at second place in the Metropolitan Division. How good are they, and how does this affect the rebuild? The Sixers get back on track with wins over Atlanta and Brooklyn. Kelly Oubre returns to practice. The team continues the in-season tournament against the Cavs as we speak and face the Timberwolves on Wednesday. All that more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Cold and damp, I'll tell you that much. Today is shitty out, but other than that, can't complain. Yeah, sucks. Feel good about that big old win last night. Again, another heart attack game, but feel pretty good. Coming up on a nice big... Uh, good eating holiday so yeah no complaints on this end every time I take off like work for a few days like the weather fucking sucks Mm -hmm. having the same like I took like a week off last year before Christmas and I had all these like plans like uh, I I remember this this like shit in the city that I haven't done I was like you know I've never been to the barns I've never done this I was like I'm gonna do all this shit and it just sucked ass every day and I I didn't do anything happened to you yeah then like yeah and like today I was like, I had like an errand I had to run in Center City, and was planning on like, oh, maybe I'll like walk around town for a little, a little bit. bit. I'll get get a get a coffee somewhere, maybe grab lunch somewhere, and it's like, nope, just going home. <laughs> it sucks. Lame, yeah, I can deal with gray and cold, but just just enough rain to be damp and wet and miserable and nasty. Yeah, I feel like for a while, every time we would record the pod, it was always just like this, mm-hmm. just cold. Yeah. Windy, rainy, wet. We haven't had these conditions in a while, man. As I've said before, it's a return to normalcy to quote our great American president, Warren Jean Harding, G. Harding. But you know what? It might be cold and wet and damp outside, but the Philly sports teams, man, the action's hot. Keeping your heart warm. We got the Flyers winning five in a row. We got the Birds winning last night in dramatic fashion. Sixers uh, up until... Halftime of this game that was just on against Cleveland had been doing good. And even the Phillies are making moves. So. Union in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got Union in the playoffs. Oh, that game's when? It's, isn't that this week? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the action's hot, man. We're doing good. Trevor, how was your surgery? Uh, not bad. Uh, you know, went well. Went smoothly. Um, do you have an extra belly button? Yeah, you got a couple belly buttons down. Yeah, I mean, well, I have like, <laughs> I have like a lot of, uh, gonna end up with a lot of scars on my abdomen when this is all said and done because I already had a couple. That's cool. That's kind of there's like a couple yeah. more. That's yeah. badass. Yeah, I like work on making up some stories. Yeah, can't say two like, hernia uh, surgeries. Yeah. Yeah, then you just say I'm like a wimp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. two hernias. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, may, I may have gotten two hernias, but you should see the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, glad it went well. It was good to see the picture. I think we got a lot of love, you know. Yeah, no care packages, though. What's up, listeners and viewers? Uh, what's up? I had, I had some friends actually pitching him, get me a. Uh, oh, I was a part a Grub, of it. A Grubhub gift card. I yeah, guess so technically nice. we never. Uh, so I got some. Uh, 
We never divulge your address, so I guess that yeah. kind of... Well, they had to DM us. We can't just be putting man's address out in the open. <laughs> yeah. No, probably, that's true. I'm just saying. Probably giving out enough clues over the episodes, but uh, yeah, I don't need to be giving out the exact address. Well, now that we're on the top, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, psych. Yeah, right. basically the, the day after fucking sucked, but after that, it's been pretty... How long was the... Whole yeah, procedure. how long were you in the, the operating uh, you were down there. You had to get there by, I what, 5 a.m.? Yeah, I had to get there at 5.30 a.m. Probably got wheeled into the OR at around, like, 6.30 or something. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a good sense of how long it took. I don't remember exactly. Because afterwards, like, it's, everything is pretty fuzzy. <laughs> pretty fuzzy. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, like, when we left the hospital or what. It was probably around noon or something. How'd you get home? Uh, my parents were there. Oh, yeah. word. Okay. Were you? Did you come out a little all loopy and shit, or were you? Oh fine? yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a while to feel normal afterwards. Did they give you a popsicle or anything like that? Uh, no, just like some stuff Man. to drink. What did I you had drink? to like? I had to like pee before they would let me leave. Make sure everything make, was. Make sure my. Uh, you weren't peeing blood. My You're penis like, oh, still works. Now I'm peeing out of my ass. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just sitting in the. You know, in a room just drinking, like, apple juice and stuff for a while. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Apple juice is all right. I like yeah, apple yeah. juice. Better than prune juice. Mm. It's always weird, like, the, the, the hospital food stuff. Just, like, like they have, like, juice that comes in these weird containers that look... They look like sauce containers. Like, containers that you'd put, like, marinara sauce or some shit. Or just, like... But it's, like, you peel it open. Like a Like a can? But they look... Yeah, they almost look like uh, like a hug. Things of like yogurt or Ooh. something. They're like a oh, oh like okay. a, I, I get you. Mm-hmm. I get you. Know you, I mean? get you. That they makes don't sense. look like something that you'd have liquids in. Right, an so, obscure container for apple juice. Yeah, makes you wonder what they're putting in that thing. Probably all sorts of stuff, man. Urine, blood. What else? What in the apple juice? Spit. Not in, ap- in those containers. In those oh, containers. In the containers. They, they could just be Not- taking samples <laughs> of whatever. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I would hope. They're nice and sanitary, though. You're not drinking some remnants of someone else's piss. Oof. It wouldn't be the first time you drank piss, though. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hold up. Yeah, I guess a lot of... Only the, the OGs would know about the time Trevor drank piss. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> to what? this day, one of the funniest things I think a I've ever seen. A long time ago. Hey, man, if I make a bet, I follow through on it. You know, I'm not gonna... I'm not a coward. Man of your word. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's a real man of integrity right there. Yeah, yeah. You know? No backing out. We say we're going to do three shots. We're going to do three shots. We say we're going to drink our own piss. But, you know, it'll happen. Yeah. We say we're going to do six shots of the Flyers make the playoffs on this pod. And then they went on a five-game win streak. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Oof. Instant regret. But we'll see. I mean, they got plenty of time to fuck this Yeah, up, long but... season. As we said before, those 10-game losing streaks tend to... uh they tend to happen to the Flyers more often than most teams in professional sports. Big time. But I say we jump in with the hot team from last night and get into the birds real quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's ride the high. Eagles win 21-17 in a Super Bowl rematch. Nasty weather, rain, yeah, wind. That, that's probably what came. That's what we're yeah. dealing with right now. Yep. just came up from Kansas City, Missouri. Nasty environment. You got, you know, we had a bunch of people that I knew that were at that game. For uh, real? Yeah, my buddy Jeff and his dad and his wife and a couple of his friends. My cousin Sean was there with his friends. Um, and we had gone to the New Orleans game a couple of years ago. And I was like, all right, man, like how? Like he said, as loud as New Orleans. He was like, louder. It's insane in the stadium. So yeah. 
just to have to deal with that environment, the Super Bowl rematch, the weather, two, you know, the best team in the AFC at the time, best team in the NFL. It's a game that you want to go to anytime you get a chance to go see a matchup like that. Yeah, I could do without the chop, though. I felt like we were playing the Braves oh, all over man. again. Yeah. It's not a good look. Same outcome, though. I'll take that. The chop has not been well against the Philadelphia team of late. Yeah. yeah. At least this year so we far. We stand by our ind- yeah. indigenous brethren and sister. Yeah. Man. We aren't going to let these racist fans Mm-mm. do their thing, make a mockery of the indigenous folks. Unreal. Philly, man, we got you, indigenous Ye indigenous people. We got your back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a hell of a game, man. I think on this pod, we all predicted it as a loss. Yeah. Certainly looking that way for a good uh, maybe three quarters or so. Yeah. Yeah, that first half was awful, man. First half had glimpses of like, wow, okay, we're doing all right, you know. But then it would just get out of hand. I mean, the first... Eight minutes look phenomenal because you know the defense comes out and has that bang quick sack, and yeah. then that was Second the only of the sack game. of the game. I mean, that like, is what? wild. Yeah, I was like, man, we're gonna cook all day, and then they end up having five sacks in the first half. I'm like, okay, well, this is not ideal. Yeah, and then we get the ball, and then we do a three and out. I'm like, okay, well, sloppy weather. I'll choke it up to that, and then bang like clockwork. They just march up the field and score a touchdown. Big run game this year, or you know, last night. I think no quarterback broke 200 yards. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Hertz was at like 50 yards halfway One, through the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, he ended with like 150-ish. Uh, but hey, and three touchdowns still, so that's not <laughs> bad. But sloppy game, I think that Hertz says it all the time, you know what I mean? It builds adversity. They still haven't played to their standard yet, all that same boring shit that he loves to say. But I tell you what, that game meant something. The way that defense came out in the second half. But we said this last podcast – Kansas City is the worst scoring offense yeah, in the second that half. That was a great point. And they got they put up a fucking goose egg. That's yeah. hard to do. I saw today that the uh the Chicago Bears have now scored more points on the season than the Chiefs in the second half. I think just in, in totality. Total? Yeah. Wow. What? They haven't really been blowing out teams and it's funny because yeah, they play a lot of low scoring games. They're also wasting I feel like what could be the best defense in the NFL. Oh, for sure. Because, it's their, their best defense. Yeah, I mean, it's their best defense they've had. They have a phenomenal young secondary, a great defensive front with Kalafis and Chris Jones and all those guys up front. They eat. I mean, they we have perennially... You know, Chris had, Jones had that one stretch in the second quarter where he had two sacks and two TFLs. Mm-hmm. It was just all over the field. I will say, though, a couple of his sacks, like Hertz was giving himself up. So, you know, hmm. it was okay. It was kind of like when Michael Strahan won the sack record. And sack Brett Favre, but Brett Favre just laid down. Like hmm. he's not running out, getting chased. Um, Josh Sweat though should have had a, sec- a sack when uh, yeah, that was grounding. intentional grounding shit. But um, yeah, it's a shame the defense, the offense without any wide receiver weapons, and Kelsey not playing up to his you know level of play. The offense is kind of flat. Yeah, I mean Pacheco was running all over us in the first half. Mm-hmm. He was their offense in the first half for the most part. Even Elaire looked good. Yeah, the few touches he got. Yeah, it was pretty much just, it was the opposite of what I kind of expected. I expected going into that game that Kansas City was just going to be able to pass the ball mm-hmm. at will and that the run defense was going to stop them. For whatever reason, our run defense was getting plotted all over, man. Yeah, they're getting gashed. It I know. Like, noti- yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, you go ahead. They, well, A, 
But I don't think we predicted the weather to be that shitty. Mm-mm. We were expecting more of a shootout. That's a I mean, good point. even our losses were like 38, you know, 28, 21, or 34, 28. Yeah. Um, they just look gassed. I mean, sloppy play. It's real wet. And also, when you know, like, we have a great run defense when we're forcing people to have to pass and then they don't really run a whole lot against us. But when the game is only runs, you know, you get t- the defensive line is kind of at a fault, like uh, a disadvantage there. The offensive line wants to just run and shove people. Yeah, and, then, and if you know that all game, I'm just going to go barrel you over, you know, it lasts for a quarter or two, but that's about it. To Second, be, yeah. I was going to say, to be fair, Kansas City has a really good interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Tooney. They that got guy's Tooney. a monster. Yeah. Their guard, what's the, I forget some of these guys' names. But they they got, got some horses on that offensive line, man. Big, big boys. Don't they have Orlando Brown, too, as a left tackle? I think Junior. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. The right tackle is the guy that keeps doing that skippy jump step. I'm surprised we only got him twice on that shit. He's always offsides. There, there were a lot of. I felt like there were a lot of penalties that got missed. Yeah, I mean, I, both teams opening touchdowns. There, like, there were fouls on both of them. Because mm-hmm. I know on, on the, uh, um, yeah, I forget who it was, but there was like definitely holding um, offensive holding on like the. Yeah, Chiefs opening touchdown, but then there was there we were uh, should have got flagged for ours too, so it kind of evened out. Yeah, yeah, the refs were letting them play, man. And um, to that point, the game had twenty nine million viewers Damn. most all yeah. season. We've it had back to back. Then didn't we have the last one? Yeah, the, the Cowboys game. game was the most too. Yeah. It was a well hyped game. It's Monday Night Football. It's a Super Bowl rematch. America's team, baby. Who, us? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're starting to get there, man. Dallas, my ass. I mean, you have a team that's done a historical thing, right? I mean, we're only one of, what, five teams to go 9-1 and one in back-to-back seasons. And the most recent one was, like, Peyton Manning era Colts. I mean, they're not they're not recent yeah. teams. I mean, and a lot of the guys that led those teams, I think of all the five teams, so we're now the sixth. Four of them are AFC. It's only us and San Fran that ever did that. And that was back with, like, yeah, I don't know, either Steve fucking Montana Young, or Steve right, Young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we're a historically dominant team right now. This is a Eagles era. I mean, we were great in the early 2000s and a, a perennial playoff team, but I feel like we always were kind of fighting to get in the playoffs or, you know, we'd get we'd get there and have home field advantage here and there. But this team is the true definition of finding a way to win. And – they play like hell. That defense in the second half is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's noteworthy. What I'll say, man, is the defense, that was a Howie Roseman win. Think about, mm-hmm. um, what do you call it? Byard. Byard. Right yeah. after I said he, he did was a great won- job on Kelsey. Yeah. Game, I said man. he was washed after he gave up the first touchdown. <laughs> he heard me talking. He shut me up the rest of the mm-hmm. game. That interception, if you like... Look at the one angle where you see it from um, behind the, the line of scrimmage, behind the cornerback. He's in zone yeah. covering the the right middle of the field. Mahomes looks off, looks him off, and then Byard makes a recovery to come back and jump the throw. That was a hell of a play. Because he had gotten beat before doing almost the same exact thing. Yeah. He got confused a little bit. And yeah. we had kind of called that too last week where we were like, he's played Mahomes twice a year for his whole career, specifically against Kelsey. And he just needed some time to adjust to the defense. And I think that this is a game where you can see it, you know, given a sloppy game with the weather and everything in that environment, it's probably hard to read, you know, hear your reads and make adjustments like that, especially against – it's Pat Mahomes. I mean, that guy 
It's like playing against Brady. He's going to pick you apart. He's going to make weird adjustments. They're going to do weird hard counts and things like that. But it was good to see that there was some life in that secondary for a change. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy, Roby, mm-hmm. he had the big, uh, the forced fumble on Kelsey. Just yeah. pop, yep. pop that ball out, man. That was a hell of a play. The old peanut punch yes. on a Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah. You know, in Kansas City. It was an incredible game. I mean, sloppy games, yeah, there were calls both ways. We also, we can't dance around this either. We got real lucky with a lot of those drops. Oh, that last oh, yeah. one. Ooh. Nine, yeah, we have yeah, six so drops in Ooh. one game. The the big one was the that, Valdez-Scantling yeah. touchdown, man. He had it in the breadbasket. He had it like this. Yep. There's also a drop on that would have gotten them a conversion on like fourth and twenty five. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, there was at least contact on that one. Yeah, it was definitely a harder catch. Fourth twenty five like, though, it was also a fucking bullet. I mean, that was yeah. you got wet yeah. hands is raining out. That ball is coming like a missile, but it hit him. Yeah, it hit yeah. him right in the pocket. Keyshawn Johnson was like, "You got to catch that shit, man! Like it, it's fourth and twenty five. You got a minute and forty left. That could have buried us." Yeah. It had put them at their, like, 35. Yeah, I did have flashbacks of 4th and 26 against Green Bay. That's what I was thinking about. For a about second, it. I'm like, oh, man, yep. Andy Reid's going to work that magic again, isn't he? On a dry day, I could see the game going a different way. But, again, we might have had a, you know, A.J. Brown could have been more relevant. But shout-out to Devontae Smith again, another 99. <laughs> he can't quite get to the 100-yard mark uh, right. these past two games. But I'll take 99 yards uh, all day with him, so – yeah. All-around ugly game, but... Pfft. What do you make of uh, Brian Johnson? First half had me... Or second half, I'm not going to lie, I was furious. I don't understand the... The inst- second half had you furious? This, well, first half, it's a start. I think a lot of the game they had also, me furious. They also yeah. don't usually start games off hot. But to do those screens back in your own fucking end zone... What are we doing here? I get it, you want to get the ball out fast, but like... Come on now. You're just asking. And it almost got picked the one time. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I understand running wide receiver screens to A.J. Brown. You know what I'm saying? He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He can make guys miss. I understand running them to Devontae. He's slippery. Mm-hmm. He's small. He's agile. I do not understand running him to Julio Jones at this <laughs> stage of his career. Yeah. Back-to-back plays. On what your the, own 15. What are you doing? On your own 15-yard line, that in was, the rain, in the asinine, wind. That was asinine, man. <laughs> That's just barking up the wrong tree. What are you doing there? It made absolutely no sense. And then when it's third and 15, you do a quarterback draw to get some room. It's like, I that I don't, I don't get that. Dude, they love quarterback draws. Right. The the one uh, the touchdown we had, uh, I mean, ended up working. But it was like, as soon as I see them line up empty, I'm like, here comes the quarterback yep. yeah. draw. I said <laughs> out, sure enough, I said out I loud. Like, They're not throwing this. Mm-hmm. I said out loud to myself sitting on my couch. So help me God if this is a quarterback draw. <laughs> just like that. Yep. And then as soon as I saw it was a quarterback draw, I was like, good Lord, no, no. That yes. Was <laughs> yes. One of the only ones this year that, like, last year I feel like we saw that all the time, and Hurts would get easily a first down almost every other time. This year he had a weird hesitation when they do that QB draw where he, like, doesn't know if he wants to really run or not. And then when he does run, he's, like, afraid to get hit. That one he finally ran with confidence. And, so, like, yeah, by the time people know what he's doing, he's already five yards in, bang, in the end zone. So if you watch the replay of that one in particular that he scored on, I don't know if Hurts audible to this or not. He did the similar thing in Chicago last year where he saw the blitz coming, mm-hmm. and then he just runs out the opposite way. Yep. So I think maybe that was a Hurts call. Brian Johnson probably had some other dumb shit called that wasn't going to work, and Hurts was just like, nah, man, I'm doing my thing. 
But, uh, yeah, Brian Johnson loves the quarterback draw. He loves not picking up blitzers. So I think some of that's probably hurts. He can call his protections. He can max protect at the line. But they were blitzing him left and right. Lot, he yeah. got lit up, too, by McDuffie the one time. Yeah, McDuffie Just had two sacks. Missed. Yeah. And he had a couple – the the interception yep. when Hurts was throwing it to Brown, that was McDuffie on the pressure again. Yep. They were blitzing all game. And it's F- funny – Four of their five sacks, I think, if I watched it back were on blitzes. Yeah, Spags had their ears pinned back. They were just coming for his ass because they knew they were, they'd rather risk him throwing a deep ball over the top because they sloppy weather like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Brian Johnson has to realize that, like, they were getting wide open and Hurts was hitting them. I mean, that ball to Devontae, that wasn't a fucking 20-yard pass. That was a 35, 40-yard bomb he had. Yeah, 41 hit him, yards. Hit him yeah. right in the numbers. So it's like Hurts can throw in the rain. You know, you got to also diversify the portfolio, baby. Air that shit out every now and then. I get it. You don't have Goddard, but you have two number one receivers. I mean, and you got A.J. Brown, who's built like a brick shit house. He's going to be fine catching the ball down the field. There were two other plays I feel like we got to highlight. I really was upset that they didn't get that ball. Oh, he barely hit it with the shin. Well, the oh, Jalen Carter one. Oh, okay. But okay. when <laughs> A.J. Brown, that was my second one, but A.J. Brown with the strip. Eight. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was one of the best like non plays I've ever seen. Yeah, Peyton Manning straight up called it the best play he ever saw. Yeah, <laughs> missed it by a freaking leg hair. That was nuts. And then yeah, Jalen Carter almost getting that. That shit. was hilarious, man. He almost got I saw it. I saw it live. I'm yeah, thinking, I saw him. Dude. Yeah. I was like, did, that, did he really just try to do that? Yep. I'm thinking, what the hell is he doing? And then I like how they asked him after the games, well, "Where did you get that from?" I saw it on the internet. I yeah, saw it on YouTube. YouTube. Some high schooler tried to do it. He actually caught it though, and I didn't. And then uh, Josh Sweat, they had him talking. He was like, "Yeah, it was, it's funny now, but I wasn't laughing at the game." But I don't. He's like, "Would it be our ball? Yeah, it'd be our ball. I'll be all right." Yeah, I don't think they could call a flag on that. No, no, it's yeah. legal. Um, yeah. Bo Wolf interviewed uh, Fletcher Cox on the PHLY podcast today, and uh, he asked Fletcher, "He's like, did Jalen talk with anyone about that?" Fletcher's like, "Nope." Yeah. <laughs> Bo was like. Would you consider doing something like that? Fletch was like, I'm too old. I can't get down between <laughs> someone's legs like in that. In between the center's <laughs> yeah. legs. But, yo, it, teams are going to have to look out for that. They're going to have to scout for that. They're going to have yeah. to, like, now you're going to double think the way that you just spike the ball, which is nuts. But And he got, he was right up through that guy yeah, with a little he, wet he seal. He touched the ball. Yeah. It just popped out of his hands. His hands just got to be a little bit closer. Yeah. But, damn, that was nuts. And he, I almost was ready for that ball of boost, too. He was about this close from yeah, a sack. Yeah, he almost had that sack. Yeah. It was a, a gain for like half a yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yo, as far as the offense goes, I thought the offensive adjustments were pretty noteworthy, even if they were small. Um, There were, in the first half, like we said, I'd be curious how much KC blitzed, but they had to have blitzed at least 50% oh, yeah. of Hertz's dropbacks in the first half. And, uh, and then the second half, we went to more of a running back screen. Mm-hmm. Usually those are tight end screens where Dallas Goddard's lined up on the line. He just leaks out, and you throw it to him. You don't have that. Stoll can't do that. Calcaterra got hurt. Shout out Stoll, though. One catch. Positive yards. Stoll can block <laughs> yeah. now, though. We yeah. had some success on the in the ground game, but uh, they started going to De- DeAndre Swift. He He's lined up either in the slot or in the backfield, just leaks out. Hurts hits him for a screen. Those were some of their biggest gains all game. Yeah. And then uh, – once they really start saying, okay, we're losing this battle at the line of scrimmage, they keep blitzing these nickels, we'll put Swift on in the slot, we'll have him run a jet sweep motion, which they almost never do. Yeah. And that jet sweep was a 35-yard gain. That was yeah. sick. 
And that's how we got, I mean, the thing is, like you said, with some holding here and there, but Sweat or Swift, I mean, I feel like second half of the of the season right now, you're going to have to divert from what you've been doing the whole first half, really get Swift, Boston Scott's back healthy. You know, let me see Rashad Penny a little bit. You got to get these running backs activated. It's getting cold. It's going to start getting nasty out. You know, we'd love to see A.J. Brown get 150 every game and Devontae Smith active and all this shit. But, like, you know, our bread and butter is ground the pound, baby. You wear out the offense, and then you break over the offense with the defense in the second half. And you got a big stretch coming up. I think it leads us well. This locker room right now coming into this game, get that monkey off your back after the Super Bowl loss. We didn't doesn't change what happened last year, but it just feels good to know you're not coming back on a plane for four hours and thinking about, damn, we're 0-2 to the Chiefs now. Like Pat Mahomes got our number, this and that. You're even now. You come home to a Kelly Green game against Buffalo, who's riding high. Surprisingly, they've spanked the shit of the Jets. Uh, but you it's know, the Jets. I know, but the offense for them had been pretty stagnant, so they're going to be feeling some type of way. Divisional game they had, they really had to make that win a statement game for them. As pitiful as the opponent might have been, but they're good enough to beat us. <laughs> yeah, that, that still is, drives me insane. That yeah. is crazy. We beat. could be ten and we beat ourselves one, that game though. Hurts was, yeah, we beat ourselves that y- game. Yeah, but I mean, we've beaten Dak. We've beaten Tua. We've beaten Mahomes. Now, you know what I'm saying? Healthy Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we beat Kirk Cousins when he he, he lit us up. Kirk lit yeah. us up. Sam Howell lit us up too. He, well, he doesn't belong in the same. <laughs> uh, he's got three thousand. He leads the league in the yards. Right? I'm just saying, you know. I don't give him that much credit, but here think, we are. We lost to just whatever you want to call Zach Wilson. He's not. He's he's a backup to a backup now. We lost to ourselves in that game. Zach Wilson didn't beat yeah, us. Zach Wilson didn't do a whole no. lot. But I think it 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 makes me feel better about the Buffalo game. Still a little bit nervous just because they are a solid team. They've been playing like shit, but. They got the pieces there, offensively at least. Similar team, right? You got an explosive, at least a better receiving core right now with Diggs and Gabe Davis and a nice young looking good tight end right now and Kincaid. So we'll see what they do. A new offensive coordinator. There's not a lot of film to go off. You know they're going to do some weird shit. They got nothing to lose, honestly. But I'm pumped for that game. I cannot wait. Yeah, I think that one's going to be interesting. Um, I guess one last thing. One note I had written down here was about the KC game is if everyone kind of looked at the Super Bowl last year, right, as uh, a matchup of the best coach yep. and the best quarterback versus the best roster. Yep. And the best coach and the best quarterback won out. This time, man, the best roster won out. Yeah. We had depth at all these positions. You know what I'm saying? They had Travis Kelsey, who had a bad game. Taylor Swift wasn't in the crowd to cheer her man on, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever, yada, yada. Too bad. A.J. Brown had one catch for eight yards. Yep. It didn't even matter. Devontae Smith stepped up and had a big game. Swift stepped DeAndre up. DeAndre Swift stepped up and had a big game. Defensively, Bayard, Roby, our new boys, stepped up. The defensive line at the end of the game showed some intensity. Special teams, that one punt, yeah. too. After Special teams, Josh Job had that big tackle. That's what I'm saying. Right after, uh, what's his name? Who was Great man punted a good game, too. Well, his first punt was bad. It was really bad out. Second he, punt was like, okay. You're going to have bad punts. Another 25-yard like run back. But then after those two punts, pff, that special teams group was getting down there fast and Our making contact. special teams contact. is good this year. Yep. Sidney Brown was an inch away from popping that guy, too. Yeah. But... Shout yes, out to special teams big time. Yes, yeah, Sidney Brown was in there a bunch. Yep. He, he made some plays. Yeah, Kobe had a couple of nice returns too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Our, like, our depth, did. 
our depth really showed out in that game where it didn't so much in the Super Bowl. I think that was a big difference in why we were able to win. And then um, the other thing I thought was noteworthy is that Hurts was moving good. Yeah. yeah. Brace back on, which was interesting. But I guess because it's a sloppy game. It's slippery. Yeah. you got to be careful with he didn't that. Have, they yeah. were like, he was flying around in practice, but like it's a beautiful sunny day in South Philly. I get that as opposed to pissing rain all day on a suspect field again, I'm assuming, in Kansas City. Uh, but, yeah, great all-around team win. Very unlike, you know, you're playing against an offense in the NFL, especially Pat Mahomes in the offense. Not a single fucking point. That's unreal. That's yeah. not easy to do. Yeah, whereas Sam Howell lit us up in second halves and fourth quarters. But, hey, here's what it is, man. When uh, the going gets tough, the defense really steps up. I think this team as a whole has shown that sometimes, sure, they may play down to the competition. The mm-hmm. Jets, the Commanders, you know what I'm saying? Yep. The Patriots. But when they really need to rise to the occasion, the Dolphins. That Cowboys game yep. for most of the game. And this KC. game. They, they can do it. So I think going into this Buffalo game, they're not going to overlook Buffalo. They're going to be ready to rock and roll. I think um, the Bills, defensively, you kind of already saw a similar scheme this week. I mean, Sean McDermott, Spags, are both Jim Johnson disciples. Yep. They're going to do a lot of the same things. Personnel might be a little different. Some of the schemes might be a little different. At the end of the day, they're going to try to mix you up they're with They're putting blitzes. their hair back. They want Ed Oliver getting a couple sacks. They want yeah. their boys coming at us for sure to they're, throw us off our game. They're going to run stunts and gains on the line of scrimmage to get defensive ends lined up against guards, yep. use the speed to an advantage. And I think we saw a lot of that. We adjusted well in the second half. Play calling adjusted in the second half. I think we'll be all right. I mean, the stats, they prove it right there. I mean, Jalen Hurts right now, seven straight games where he's had double-digit deficits in the second half, he's come back and won. Yeah, that's pretty nice. There's only like one or two other quarterbacks that have done it, and they're all guys that aren't even in really like the current era of football. I mean, it's ridiculous. Pat Mahomes was 34-1 and when leading by double digits at halftime at home. Yeah. 34-1. I think that's regular season. I think he has two losses. I'm just saying, playoff, still playoffs, but yeah, thirty-four still, and three. Yeah. Fuck it, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, it's still noteworthy. It right. makes no sense. I mean, the guy, his composure this year, his he might not be like the MVP caliber right now that we had was no, last he, year. Who's better? Who's more of an MVP candidate though? I'm just saying he's not like the flashy guy he was last year. Where like he's throwing for three touchdowns a, a game. Yeah. He's not rushing for a touchdown. Like he's statistically he's doing good. He's more comparable to when. Cam Newton won the MVP when he won it when they went to the Super Bowl, just in terms of statistics. However, there's guys right now, like people are going to look at Brock, Brock Purdy or look at other guys yeah. to be. I'm just saying because he's oh, fla- I, I hear you. flashier. Yeah. It might not be what we assume, but he's doing Purdy's things. A milk dog. He's kind of doing things that people don't look at from a broader base. I mean, it's unreal. The winningest record, the best record in football over the last two seasons. Dude, yeah, I think Hertz has won. I forget what the number is. He's won his last several games, not including the Super Bowl, against winning teams. Right. He's the inverse Kirk Cousins. And honestly, the opposite of what Dak in Dallas is. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they beat always up, beat up on bad teams. They beat up on bad teams, teams and that's right. what they do. It's not a big deal. We get that. They play phenomenally at home. It, another big test, once we get through this stretch two of the Bills and San Fran, is we haven't beaten Dallas at home since 2017. Yeah, you're Like, right. away, yep. I mean. Yeah. So, you know... 
let's just see what they do here. And I don't really care if we lose to Dallas at that point, if we take care of business. If we go 2-0 and in this stretch against San Fran and the Bills, fucking we can give up that game to Dallas. I don't really care. But it would be just another stupid fucking monkey off your back if they could just take care of business and take, you know, beat the shit out of Dallas in Dallas. That would be... Well, hey, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Dallas, we want to check in on some... I'm going to check in on some Dallas fans. Oh, were after. they mad about the tush push again? Is it this guy again? We seen him last week. In a race. Yeah, a different guy, this was a chance for us to finally claw back. We could have had, they could have had a setback today. Eight and two instead, they're nine and one. That's right. And you look back, that Arizona game is creeping up on us. Shout out Johnny Gaines. Oh my fucking God. How did we fucking <laughs> lose to Arizona, man? <laughs> Johnny Gaines, man. That's a game I wish we could have back. Because these fucking Eagles, the refs are always going to be on their side. And then you got teams like like the Chiefs making stupid, self-inflicted mistakes. The Chiefs should have had this game, man. They should have won this game. How do you not win this? You're coming off of the bye week. You're playing at home. You're up 17-7 to going into halftime, and you don't score a single fucking point in the second half. You mad, bro? Oh, my God. How do you do that? I wasted all my fucking evening watching this shit. Oh... This guy's real Now bad. I gotta deal with these fucking cheese sticking bastards coming in the comment sections. All <laughs> man, my man needs a therapist, dude. They he needs a new hobby. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting that uh, mad, man. And then we got uh, Skip they got lucky Ooh. last night. I don't know I, that's not what I asked you. I didn't ask you about last night. I just want to know why are they nine and one riding and y'all not? Yeah. Well, why y'all seven and three? I just want to know. Arizona and we got to make it up and we needed it last night. Uh, no, I didn't say one game. I said you know, three. You lost three. I, I think you know enough about the NFL to know it's a long season. That's not, just I, I just want to. It's they a simple. Change. I just they find themselves. Mr. We Bayless. Just all now I, finding ourselves. Mr. Bayless, I just want to know. Yeah. Simply play. Why yeah. are they nine and one? Are you seven and three if yeah. you're better than them? It makes we, no sense to me. You blew a game at Arizona. You blew a game, but there's two more losses. Yeah. Yeah. You got beat by double digits. <laughs> you got, yeah. you got, you got smashed beat by 32 in your other loss. Another team, then you lost to the Eagles. And we rose from the ashes at San Francisco to here. And we should have won at Philadelphia because we outplayed them. We outstatted them. We outdid everything. We, we, and you lost. We went up and down the field <laughs> on that Eagle defense that shut down Patrick Mahomes last night. I don't know. We're on our way to becoming maybe the best team in the we league. We should have won at Philadelphia. Wait, I should have been a lot of things. Smoking? All right. But I'm not. That was my that was my favorite part of the whole thing where like after everything that's been said, he just he just comes back with we're, I don't know, maybe on our way to being the best team in the league, maybe? <laughs> How are you going to uh, say that? You know, even though we have a, not as good of a record. You've even lost, though we lost to Johnny Gans and the Cardinals. Yeah. We're about to play, it, if all things go well, Arizona in one of the most meaningless games by that point. Yeah. We could have it wrapped. I mean, Detroit that keeps definitely winning. definitely in the denial stage. No, I don't the, think that can. We're going to have to keep winning. We need to. Yeah, but Detroit if we keep, keep but if winning. Detroit... 
gives up a couple. We need to get them to fucking lose a couple games, but they have a pretty easy schedule. Their schedule's so, cake. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. They're decent. They're, the only game they have left that they'll be an underdog is in Dallas, which we actually are probably going to have to root for Dallas. You know what would game. be fucking great, though, is if come the playoffs, we wrap up the number one seed and Dallas has to go into Detroit and they get beat by Detroit. Oh, that, that could very nice. easily happen. That would be yeah. phenomenal. That Detroit crowd's going to be amped. Yeah, it's first playoff game, what, 20 years? Yeah, they're going to be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Dallas, who's Dallas play for Thanksgiving coming up? Washington. Yeah. Nah. I mean, they well, should win. I tell you what, though, Washington's got nothing to lose. I mean, they, they, have a lead, they have a weak quarterback, Sam Howell. Yeah. You know? He's the leader league in passing. Tossing Dallas pigskin around, <laughs> mm-hmm. scoring them tutties. I bet you he puts up like 350 yards. That they're still gonna lose. I don't think so. I got. I'm picking I will, Washington. I will. What is the line on that game? I'll bet you two shots at the next pie. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what the line is. I don't care. I, I'm not I will be shocked. It. I bet you two shots. Let's check what the line is. It's probably right. double digits. Dallas. Again. Nah, I'm gonna half. say it's Dallas minus eight and a half. I'm gonna say it is eleven. Oh, you're you're spot on. Cowboys minus eleven. Uh, damn, damn. I'm still taking that bet though. That's a lot. You're smoking bad dope. Okay. I'll give... see you next week doing two shots on this pod. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess back to our game. So, uh, yeah, we got the Bills, the fraud-ass Bills. I had this as a win. Um, Becky listens to the pod. Yeah, she fucking... Shout she, out, she... Becky. But I'm sorry, the Bills are frauds. Yeah, the Josh Bills Allen, fucking suck. your boy's a fraud. He is the most turnover-prone quarterback in the league. And I think that we're going to put a lot of pressure on him. Think the crowd's gonna put a lot of pressure. Everyone's gonna be hype. It's a four twenty five yeah. game. It's oh, yeah. a Kelly Green I can see us game. getting a pick six in this one for sure. It'd be ideal. I mean, we haven't really had the defense for as great as it's been doing in terms of shutting offenses down. Hasn't had again like with Hurts not being MVP. There's no sexy stats. Like we're not quite getting the sacks. We're not really getting turnovers a lot. We're just shutting people down. It's time we're to start up getting with plays when we need them. Let me yeah. get some sexy plays. I want to see a pick six. I want to see if I'm recover for a touchdown. I want to get like excited for the defense. Do something besides just three and out, three and out, three and out. I'm, I, if it wins games, I'm cool with it. But you got to give me something every now and then. Let me get a Cindy Brown pick six. Let me get a uh, Darius Slay or Bradbury or something cool. Jalen Carter's due for a big play. Somebody is Jalen Carter a fumble sack for a pickup by Fletcher Cox for a touchdown. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think Josh Allen's so mistake-prone, man. I is think his we, streak still alive? Did he throw a pick last game? I don't remember if I he did. I don't know. I don't think that he He was did. on like a seven-game tilt. He leads the league in picks. I know mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, I mean, he's mistake-prone. I think we'll force him into a couple of errors. I do think that their defense gives us some trouble, even though we just saw a similar defense. Yeah. They've got some talent. Well, again, it depends uh, on the weather. Yeah, the line on that game right now is Eagles minus three and a half. What's that weather looking like? Sunday's looking beautiful. 50 degrees, low of 28. Oof, man, it's going to be oh, chilly it might get out. chilly. You're going to be cold up in there? Nah, I'll be warm. But, damn, uh, it's going to rain the rest of the fucking night. God damn. Yeah, so I think <laughs> we win 28-24. We cover, and uh, we move on to 10-1. and one. I think we win 34-17. Damn. Yeah. I think okay. this is. I think this is the game that... They come home, they get their shit together, they realize that they had a great, ugly win, but, you know, I think that they're starving for a dominating win. They keep saying it all year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it'd be beautiful if it happened next Sunday. So, I'm thinking, what I say, 34? 34-17. 34-17. Okay. I'm locking it in. 
Uh, I'm going 27-24 Eagles. Okay, so you have Buffalo coming. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, the Bills are good. They uh, they fired their offense coordinator. I mean, for what it's worth, it was the Jets, but the Jets have a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. The Bills ran up twenty some what twenty nine points, thirty points. Yeah. So I think they can score, but I think we'll be able to score a little bit more, especially if we're at home. That's a statement game though for the Bills. You lose their OC, you gotta like you're playing for the new guy, or like you know they're all jazzed up for some bullshit. I'm not really overly concerned about it. Clearly. That's all all I got about them. Well, yeah, I guess unless anyone has anything else, that just about does it for the Eagles, right? Yep. I think that's that's it. Well, we can go on the next hottest Philly team, I guess. It could be the Flyers. Oh, yeah. Funny enough. Yo, let's talk some Flyers, yo. I'm ready to talk some Flyers hockey, man. Five-game win streak. Yo, they're looking good. Uh, yeah, it's Dude, unreal. That game against Vegas, did, did y'all watch that game on Saturday? Was that 5-3 they yeah, got? Yeah, yeah. Dude, they, they were, whew. It was nuts. Sean Couturier had the game winner. <laughs> I thought it was a pass to connect me. Uh, Apparently yeah, yeah. it just rolled in. But Couturier's looking great, man. Yeah, they're looking so, good. Um, it's fun. Carter Hart, he's back in net. He had, yeah. he had some really great saves that game. Yep. I've always loved Carter. I tell you what, when they were like talking about maybe trading him for a top three pick, I was like, you know what? He Your really boy. we should build around this guy. This guy is like the future here of this team. The franchise. I've always said it, yeah. man. I've always said Carter Hart's the man. <laughs> yeah, and also the power play. Yeah, that's the coming much maligned power bit, play. You know? They moved up from what did I have in here a couple weeks ago? Six percent. Yeah, they were like what? Yeah, it was pretty awful. 8%, they were like percent. Oh. Eight point nine percent. They're still only up to 11 and a half. <laughs> hey, but it's progressive. Hey, yeah, baby progression, steps. Though, it's know? progress, man. Yeah, I'll and take it. For Number- real, their, their penalty kill is good. I don't have it written down here. We lead the league in shorthand goals. goals. We yeah. have another one with five. Yo, if the power play actually does regress to some sort of like mean, this team could be good. They are good. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I think uh, it seems like they'll probably be like – Hovering around the wild card uh, conversation. There are some bad teams, man. Yeah, there are a lot of bad teams. We just seen one yesterday or Sunday. Sunday, yeah, the Blue Jackets. Yeah, they're yes. fucking real mess. bad. Proverov, man, have yeah. fun. I do feel bad. He for did Johnny. have a goal in that game. It was like the fluky. It was like a, the most weak, like fluky goal. But he it was technically off his stick. So yeah. good riddance. We don't want you here. You yeah. don't want to be here. Have fun losing. I do feel bad for Johnny Goudreau, though. Yeah, he ended up there. Well, that's all, yeah. Well, that team had that whole fiasco with um, what's Babcock. his name, Babcock, yeah. <laughs> asking to see people's phones. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny because that guy because he was like kind of out of a job for a while because of like shit that came out about him, and he's like finally coming back, and it's like, and then some even weirder shit comes out about him. <laughs> that was the ultimate boomer stunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me see your phone. Let, let me, me see make your sure. Phone. Let me make sure you're not up to anything you shouldn't be up to. Yeah. Like what the hell? Like, Pat, you manage people at work? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you got promoted. You, you I did, but I, I like, <laughs> I, I don't have a team team. I, like, oh. have to manage, like, developers and engineers and oh. make sure people are running their shit right. Okay. Well, like, I Not, manage, like, direct manage. I manage people at work, and I would never ask them, like, I don't Yo, think you can. Yeah, let me see what you're yeah. up to yeah, outside of work. It's like some kind of What the hell is wrong with you? What, in the midget porn? Yeah. That's nosy. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. But yeah, so that seems just like that whole franchise is just a 
fucking disaster. But um, yeah, I don't know. And it's you know, obviously, it's uh, it kind of throws a, a little bit of a wrench into the whole uh, rebuilding thing. But it's like if this is the way that they're gonna like not get like a top five pick or whatever, I'm okay with it because it's it's because they're some of these young guys are actually playing well. And you know, for sure. I mean, if you uh, like, I'm sure there are a lot of fans who would wish that we were losing and could get another uh you know top five pick or whatever but it's like if the reason you're getting that top five pick is because like coots doesn't look good uh carter hart's having a rough season doesn't look like he's going to be the guy going forward bobby brink is like a fringe prospect mm-hmm. or whatever like you might not be feeling because then now all of a sudden it's like oh well, we need like that many more pieces to actually get yeah. to contention or yeah. whatever so it's like yeah we might lose out on um, you know, like a blue chip uh, draft pick or whatever, but it's because we're a few players closer than we thought we were going in the season, so that's nothing to complain about. Yeah, I mean, Konechny is in the top 10 in goals. Yeah, yeah, he you know looks what I'm saying? great. Travis Anheim is in the top 10 in points for a defenseman. Um, who else we got? Tippett's looking decent. Yeah, Tippett yeah, is looking Tippett like good. a second yeah. line forward. You know what I'm saying? Bobby Brink finally got off the yeah. schneid. Um, who am I thinking of? Small sample size theatrics and all that, but Igor Zamula is in the top ten and plus minus in the league. I, I discovered today, <laughs> yeah. which is wild. Not not saying that he's going to be your first pair of defensemen in the future, or anything, but they they have the pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah dude, uh, uh, Walker has been good. Yeah, I th- I think he gets traded. Yeah, I mean he's he, only he's, he's, he's only signed for this year, so he's I don't building know if up gonna, his value. Yeah, he, they might be able to get like. A, Oh, like a third rounder or something for him at the deadline, which would be, you know, I'll take it. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, man, they're a fun team to watch, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's kind of like rooting for them to lose and to be really bad kind of makes me question someone's philosophy as a fan. Right. You know what I mean? Like the whole purpose of fandom is to to have fun watching your team play sports, you know what I'm saying? What is fun about watching them lose 6-2 every game. Right. Yeah. Nothing. Right. Like, the process with the Sixers, I mean, sure, that was that was exciting. It was new at the time. But, I mean, you've seen throughout multiple sports that rebuilds like that, extreme rebuilds like that, fail probably a lot more than they succeed. Right. I mean, you look yeah. at the Buffalo Sabres is a good example. They've been rebuilding for almost twenty years. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of teams that go through more successful rebuilds that don't completely bottom out like that. Like it's you know, there's more than one uh, you know way to do it. What's your scouting team? It's your management. It's like being able to find that guy that's not always in the top five, but yeah. like the guy that's going to slip down or going to be in the second or third round. Like to your point, we're like you kind of have that weird middle road of the team where you have a lot of young guys, but also guys that want to play and win. And they're going to be here for a couple of years, so it's like you didn't want to waste their time here and have them hate playing in Philly. And like you said, you got young guys that want to play hard and win, and they're having fun doing it. And hey, if they win, cool. If they lose, whatever. But I think having that no expectation on a team, you can see that they're having just fun in the locker room. They're having a good time on the ice. They're playing, finding ways to win. They're kind of beating the shit out of teams too a little bit here and there. I mean, yeah. they're putting up goals, which is yeah, the offense wild. been on fire. Yeah. They're still so. out shooting teams. I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I was just thinking, yeah, it's small sample theater and all that. I mean, it's not as small a sample anymore. We're at what? 
18 games in, I mean, that's almost a quarter of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's not like, yeah, I think there's enough data out there to make some basic, you know, general assessment of what, what they are at this point. I don't, I don't think they're going to end the year second in the Metro. Oh, no, no. 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 But, but right now, it's good. Said, but they're not, like, terrible. They'll, they'll end up flirting with a playoff spot all year and might walk around and make it. Well, it's also like you got to figure that the league as a whole probably just thinks of the Flyers as irrelevant. So when you're a great team, you play Flyers, you're like, all right, this is like that gimme game. Right. And we've been that kind of upset team against these guys. You know, look at Las Vegas and teams like that where, like, we should lose handedly. and we Yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yep. you know. And they just figure, you know, they're going to walk all over as like the classic Flyers, and they're not doing that. They have a little bit of fight, which is fine. I like that. You know, it doesn't have to be like the Brawl Street bullies that they used to want to always be like, but they're a scrappy young team. And like you said, it's exciting. It's fun. They're winning games. They got five in a row, which is wild. Yo, but the last time they won five in a row, March 2020. Damn. Damn. Yo, I, I got to so... ask, ask you all this, actually. What were y'all doing when the world shut down? Uh, I don't know. I don't really remember. I mean, 2019 is when things started to pop off, but then by March it was done. Yeah, March 2020 was when everything. The big. Just... I feel like the moment that it, I, I remember the moment where it was like, oh, this is actually going to be a big deal was when the NBA shut down. Oh, when Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember being out with some people when like that news came across like our phones and shit, and it was like, oh damn, <laughs> this is like actually serious. This isn't like another uh, like swine flu thing or whatever, you know. Yeah, Rudy Gobert was what was what was he doing? He, he touched was, all he the was mics. The mic he, he, he was, was basically patient he zero. He licked all in the his NBA. hands yeah. and touched all the like, mics. Yeah. yeah, and then he got he got tested positive like a day later. Yeah, yeah. So did the whole room. Everybody else got yeah. sick then that day. And then, uh, which is which is why uh, uh, Dream I put him in headlock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that was so funny, man. What? I mean, not to get too far away from Flyers, I still had a couple points to make. What about uh, Draymond Green doing that? What What are y'all's opinions on Draymond Green? I think he was just trying to kill him. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I think he was just like, fuck it, I'm over my career. Like, let's just. But Draymond, it's not the first time he's done some shit like this. Also, yeah. it is just Rudy Gobert, like, you know. I, I don't mind. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like it's what? he's French. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I mean, does it really matter if he get if he gets choked to death on the basketball court? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've seen Draymond. Like the dude clearly has like, if there was ever a guy that had CTE that wasn't in football or wrestling, it would be him. Because I feel like he he's pun- wild. He punches teammates. Yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. you know. To, like, to be fair, Jordan Poole kind of seems like he deserved it in hindsight. But <laughs> well, they're ready like, to get rid of his ass too now. They, they, he's he's a whole other story. They're like he's man. on a building block. They just gave him a fucking max contract. Uh, there is a hilarious highlight from I think it was last night where, um, uh, Jordan, like the Wizards are down like. 10 or 15, like they're down by a pretty substantial amount and there's like four minutes left in the game so it's still like conceivable they can come back or whatever and he's doing the thing like you know like when like the guy getting the inbound will like do the thing where they let the ball roll oh yeah, yeah. i saw this to I like saw this. to like uh, not court. start the shot clock yet but he thought that that stopped the regular clock too <laughs> so the clock's just just like precious time winding <laughs> yeah, down down like 15 points and then all of a sudden like someone wants to yell at him and he starts scrambling and just like throws up a bad shot or whatever he didn't <laughs> make like, that shot but yeah. yeah he's over here walking the dog like, with so a yo-yo you're funny. like what the fuck is going on over here it's like how have you been playing this long and you don't know <laughs> yeah i can't <laughs> be mad at Draymond for punching him 
But in general, man, one of the funniest players ever, oh. for sure. Yeah, Draymond's hilarious. Looks dude. like a little rhino, like a little hippo kind of guy, just or donkey, I should say. There was like, that one year where he like, t- I think it was like Kevin Porter Jr. He just like, like tackled him basically. Oh, he, he's done <laughs> he that up, a couple times. He ended up like, I think the dude was like out for the season after that. He like, you know, fucked up his ankle really bad or something. But it's like the video of it is so funny because like, on the other end of the court, like, I think. Uh, it was like Draymond like went up for the rebound and like didn't get it. Like ends up on like you know on the floor and has to like kind of collect himself. And then like oh and then yeah and, and, then, and then and then like the camera is back on like the other like half court. Like there everything's like kind of getting set up over there. And and then you just see Draymond just running into the frame and just goes straight for the guy yeah. carrying the ball and just straight up just tackles I saw that. Him, just makes a beeline for him. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. I was like, how is this guy a basketball player? Yo, he's so funny, <laughs> so man. So fucking funny. Um, what do you call it? When he's him stomping on Sabonis' ribs last year was uncalled for. I think that was a little over the Didn't top. Didn't he kick someone in the dick, too? Yeah, Steven Adams yeah. a couple times. <laughs> Steven Adams was funny as hell, too. He was like, yeah, there's not much there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, Dude. Draymond's funny as hell. I heard Draymond cry in the locker room after that game. What, was- after which one? When he when he like fucking put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold, apparently he, he like was crying. He got real emotions. Like I'm so sorry, guys. Like I didn't mean that. I was just trying to like. Oh, him and Rudy Gobert hate each other. I mean, Draymond's just a wild cat. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and he, I feel like nothing ever happens, and he just is out there the next day, just hanging out, chilling, like doing the same dumb shit. Like <laughs> he did get suspended five games. Damn. But yo, did you see what Pat Bev said about it? No. Pat Bev was like, yo. Yeah, I was watching his Instagram. He had a clip on his Instagram on his podcast. It's like, yo, Cap Bogus. Cap yeah, Paul Anthony yeah, Towns. He's yeah, like, yeah. yo, Cap Bogus. Yeah. It's like, you see Graymon go over there and choke out your teammate. You're just going to stand there and mean mug like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Cat, I raised you better than that. I Especially because he's like the that. biggest guy on the team, too. Right. You're the only one that can uh, actually yeah. affect this pile here. And then uh, he was like, I know what Draymond was thinking. Draymond's like, oh, I choked this motherfucker out. And none of his teammates like him because ain't nobody like Rudy. <laughs> no one had his back because they don't like Rudy. Yeah. Pat Bev was funny as hell. He's got something to say about that. That's everything. what I'm saying. I, at least it's, it's just Rudy Gobert. Like, at the end of the day, it's a terrible yeah. move by Draymond. I, mean, I, like, I think Carl Anthony Towns' ability to come across as a tough guy went out the window when mm-hmm. Ben Simmons put him in a headlock oh, yeah. and he had to tap out. <laughs> Yo. I was like, oh, man. Who else? Jeff Teague, an ex-NBA player, has a podcast. He's funny as hell, man. If you ever get the chance to check out what is it called the 520 podcast i think he was talking about how carl anthony towns got choked out by ben simmons and he was in the he was involved he was on minnesota i was at that game actually jeff t went up to try to stop Embiid. he's like yeah he's like i tried to grab joel Embiid, pull him out the fight he's like <laughs> i think i tore a pack my pack ain't never been the same since then <laughs> But, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns lost all street credibility, letting Ben Simmons, who's barely in the league, yeah. choke him out to the point he was tapping out like a little baby. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I digress. Yeah, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Flyers. the Flyers. So, Pat, what were you doing when the, the, the world ended? March 2020. You had just got quarantined from work, I remember. Yeah, no, I had just got let go from work. Oh, even work. Hannah yeah. got quarantined. That's right. And then we had moved in shortly after that. Yeah, in June. I helped you all move, yeah. I remember. I don't know, man. It was a weird time. I was still looking at my folks' house, just drinking. I don't know, man. 
everything just kind of paused. That was like the beginning where no one knew what really to do at all. So yeah, uh, you guys had just gotten back really much from yeah, Puerto Rico and all Puerto that, Rico. that, and then everything wild. just kind of stopped. So yeah, I was with Hannah a lot in the city, walking around. I mean, there was nothing to do. Work Yo, was do I had no walk. work. She didn't really have a whole lot of work. Everybody was just kind of outside walking around drinking a lot. Let's go sit at Rittenhouse for a minute and chill for a while. But yeah. that was it. Couldn't even go to well at that point then nothing was really on either sports wise. It was an odd time. Yeah, yeah I don't know yeah, how it was made like it. reading books. I kinda and blacked shit. out that period. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know what went yeah. down. Looking back on like I think I feel like it, it's like it would be like healthy to just have like a period like that for like a week every year. I would year, love that. Where there's just nothing like everything's closed, there's nothing going on. That was kinda cool. In yeah, some like ways. a little like break from everything, you know? I was cooking a lot more. I was making bread. I was trying to make mozzarella people, cheese. People got really into making bread. Yeah. Because <laughs> like you had to put time. Because that shit has yeah. to sit for like three hours. Yeah, making so like, sourdough. Yeah. yeah. I tried to make mozzarella, but that shit fucking sucked. I didn't sucked. do anything I was like so that. mad. What did, yeah, what did I do? A lot of stoop beers. A lot of stoop hangs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's where we came stoop. up with the idea for the pod. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, you know, what did I do? That's what I'm saying. It's hard to think about. Like, I don't know if I did. I didn't do necessarily. Oh, I was going into work. I was making face shields. That's right. Yeah, I was making face shields. You were I was, a, uh, I was saving called? the world. I was an essential, essential worker. Essential worker. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. What I was else just... was I doing? That's about, that's the only noteworthy. I was drinking a lot. I saw my family a lot. I was eating a lot. Yeah. I think that the first, like, month, to, like, month and a half, two months were probably, like, the most unhealthy I've ever been in my life. Oh, I drank. <laughs> there was just nothing to do except, and I was, like, just drinking a lot of beer, and then uh, just all of, like, get, I was just too lazy to, like, go to the Acme and deal mm-hmm. with, like, all the shit being at the Acme, and, you know. You got a mask up, so glove just, up. Yeah, yeah, so I was. The store was ass. So I was just like getting every all of my food from like the corner store. I was just eating mad like Elio's pizza oh, and chicken yeah. nuggets and shit. And then Drinking. like after a while, I was like, "All right, I gotta like, you know." I smoked a lot of weed. Figured this out. Nothing really much else to do. I would, we would sit at like St. Patrick's Church there because we pick up either a bottle of wine or like a twelve pack. Sit on the church steps and just. Watch the world go by, but there were no cars, which is kind of sick. So you like walk around yeah, Center City, and, like you the know, it was so quiet all quiet. the time. People didn't talk to you because they didn't want to get sick, so that was pretty cool because like there was no fucking random small talk with strangers. So like I love that. Uh, I don't know, man. We just kind of figured shit out. It was weird, like you said, it was a weird pause. Like time went slow, but also kind of went fast at that time. Now that looking back, I mean, yeah. Yo, could you imagine if we had to do a podcast every week with no sports? Oh, yeah, we would rough. get canceled. Yeah, we immediately would, we would get canceled. We'd be talking about. Ooh, wow, I don't shit. even want to venture to guess what we'd yeah. be talking about. The Luckily, FCC would come for us. It. Well, they couldn't come because it would be all locked out. You know, oh, sorry, we yeah, can't the, see. The FCC still operates during times of pandemic, man. But. uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? The oh, we were talking about the flyers. <laughs> flyers. Anything else there? I think um, I got one last thing. So since the the lockout in 06, teams that are in playoff positioning on Thanksgiving, which is in two days, make the playoffs. Trevor, you might have heard this stat. I think I did. Were you listening to uh, Charlie and Bill? I I kind of remember this, but I don't remember the exact percentages. You got a guess? I was like 85. It's a lot, right? 
It's a lot, not that high. Not that high. Ah, oh, fuck it. Uh, 72. 77%. I tell you what, I'm pretty good with my fucking guesses yeah, tonight. Not bad. So, the Flyers, if they win tomorrow against the Islanders, which they should, probably going to be in playoff position on Thanksgiving. Six Dude, shot. Yeah. What'd you say, three or what six? What if they make the playoffs? You're going to be fucked that one podcast. I, I will, but... Like, I mean, in terms of their rebuild, what if they make the playoffs? That's a good thing. I would I would say that's a good thing. Well, then you figure you probably got You're potentially... You're a lot closer than you thought you were. But then you got young talent to build around. You got Mishkov coming eventually. And then you potentially could be a landing spot for, like, decent to subpar free agents. And, you know, people aren't afraid to come to Philly anymore. Like, you know what I mean? You got guys that are... You know, middle of the road, potentially kind of senior guys, whatever that could help be a building block for a couple of years would want to come here. And who knows? You give Briere another year under his belt as GM and whatever, building up the team. It could be intriguing. You're no longer just waiting to to fail to get draft picks to build young guys and see if they play. You got guys now that like maybe we do get like someone that's decent, someone is that wants to play and like win here and win now and be a part of a kind of like the Detroit Lions of hockey, so to speak, where, like, you know, mm. the city is a very passionate fan base, yeah. haven't had a lot of action in a while, but they got, caps. like, grit. They're, you know, fighting. They want to beat, you know, some shit like that. Mm. Yeah, I think Philly, or Philly even even in terms of hockey, it's not the, the first destination for free agents, but it's certainly a bigger market than, I don't know, Columbus, you know what I'm saying, St. Louis. It's at least a metropolitan area. Like, even like a, Winnipeg, yeah. no disrespect to Canada, but... It's something. Something think, to think about. I think making the playoffs would just be good for this team. Probably wouldn't be good for my liver. I don't know how big their pockets are, but, you know. I mean, the NHL is a salary cap league, but the the cap is supposed to go up. And we are a decent-sized market, so. And we haven't really been paying. Anyway, I just think it could be, it would be intriguing. I think it's a positive thing. Unless, it depends on what they do with that, right? If they make the playoffs and then they just expect to just win again through the draft, they'd have to make at least a move or two to kind of stay relevant and be good. But I think they're going to get by with just being the doormat of the league and people just underestimating at least the fight in this team. Yeah, I think by the end of the year, people won't do that. But for the time being, man, take it as it comes. Yeah. Like the door said, take it easy, baby. Take it as it comes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just about wrap up the flyers. I guess we can touch quickly on the, the big Phillies news. Aaron Nola is back. He's not going to be in a disgusting Atlanta Braves uniform or a Cardinals uniform. Uh, seven years, $172 million, not my money, don't care. Seven years is a long time. It's a long time. Better than ten. I mean, I guess it's, that's just the cost of doing business if you want to right. keep guys like that. I mean, the uh, at least they were able to do like kind of what they've been doing with some of these other contracts and keeping the uh, the annual salary – reasonable so it's not going to prevent them like year to year from you know doing other things yeah but um yeah good to have him back i'm uh i'm happy with it i like it i mean i don't think any of us walked away last week saying that we would rather not have nola it was just if we can find the timing down because 10 years was way too long and 30 million a year was way too much but if we could find a happy medium, we'd be happy with that. We didn't want to see him go to the Braves or anywhere else like that. So seven years, 25, or give or take a couple mil a year, 
that's okay. So you got probably three solid years out of him, and then he'll be become a you know more savvy vet kind of guy. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I'm not. I don't hate the deal. I don't hate the length, and I don't hate the price. I like that they gave Bryce Harper the green light to kind of go out there and bring some guys and recruit people, especially Yakamoto or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, hold up. Yeah, we got to talk about this. What do you think is on this quote unquote sizzle reel? That Harper and his camp. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no clue. Does this? Because I would assume that the guy primarily speaks Japanese. Like, is he fluent in both English and Japanese? I have no idea. I wouldn't think so. Because a lot of those cats, I'm sure he can. He can kind of speak English, but you got. I mean, yeah, but Bryce Harper isn't the most yeah, linguistic. These guys all have translators. Bryce Harper isn't going up to him and speaking in Japanese. That's for damn sure. Yeah, but that would be recruitment right there. Yo, maybe. Yeah, wait, wait, did, you see, did you see there is this uh, there is this like viral video going around of this guy who's like um, at his wedding. His wife's uh, Korean. And I he, saw that shit. And, and he like just without telling her or her family yeah. was secretly spent the last year like learning Korean. And he like at their like wedding reception gives this whole like little speech like to her parents in Korean. Oh, that's what's up. And but like, wouldn't it be hilarious if like Bryce Harper was doing the same thing with Japanese? <laughs> and he just like puts out these videos to you know these Japanese players where he's like, yeah, I secret, I secretly that'd be cool. No one else knows this, but I, I can secretly speak Japanese, and they're just like floored by it. And they're that'd like, though, that yeah, would help. I would definitely sign in Philadelphia. That shit teared me up. Not gonna lie. I got a little emotional. I didn't see that. That was video. very sweet. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. He hit him with the little Korean. The family was like, "You're right. We weren't on board with this at first, but we do well, like that's you what's now." Up. Yeah, it was sick. Very yeah. cute. But yeah, so we got Bryce Harper then sneakily learning Japanese. Hey, more power to him if he does. That's our first baseman, man. I think it just still feels good that like it's a sign of unity on the team. Like they're committed to winning with the core that they have. If you let one piece go. You can start to see the chip away of the armor. Maybe like they're not quite committed to continuing to go. Like they don't really care about it. They also don't really have a lot of prospects in the pipeline coming down for pitchers in terms of either free agents or farm. Uh, but yeah, a couple keep, guys. Yeah, but nothing that's like ooh, like I feel great about that. No one that's like well, I guess Mick Abel's kind of knocking on the door. Painter's a year away at this point, at least. I'm just saying, but the fact that you keep Nola, you got Wheeler still. Boom! I feel good. Ranger should have. There's no fucking World Baseball Classic shit, so he should have a nice offseason to relax and recoup and get that arm right because he wasn't clearly 100% this whole season. That's a big plus. So you got your three aces back. The bats are good. They got a, they got one juicy move in them this offseason with mm. some money. I'll be curious to see what it is. I heard yeah. the Dodgers are pushing for not only uh, Otani but Mike Trout as well. Mm, let him. Good for them. Yeah. I would want a little Mike Trout for the right deal. Obviously, not like a ten-year, three hundred fifty million dollars deal. But if you can get him home yeah. for a hometown, isn't he still I mean, under contract? Yeah, yeah, it would be a trade. We I don't can know. do that. Yeah, what are we gonna trade? Rojas. Yeah, they'll take that trade straight off. Yeah, yeah, and some money, and we'll pay off the contract. Oh man, I Rojas wish. has some cash. Yeah, did I you wish. see that that catch he had against the Braves? Come on, man. Stranger things have happened. But now, nah, you know, it's think... hilarious uh, how. Charlie Manuel can speak Japanese. Oh, that's who we... He, he, maybe he's in the sizzle reels. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they got him. I saw someone with his accent speaking Japanese. It's, like it's the gotta be to fucking Japanese, brutal. Yeah. His English is brutal to understand. He probably speaks Japanese better. Probably speaks, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I feel like if, you, like if he's like learning that as like a 
second language, you're kind of like if you're learning a language, you're kind of learning how to speak it more formally, you know. So like, uh, maybe his not... Japanese is better than. Zoom. I'm sure if we looked up videos on YouTube, we could find something where Charlie Manuel speaking Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I would be willing to bet that it's not as fluent as you guys think it could <laughs> potentially be. Something tells me it's is. not going to be that great. <laughs> However, I will say on the Phillies' notes and Charlie Manuel though, Chase Utley. Yeah, Hall of Fame, dude. Yeah, one of the one of twelve. Yeah, uh, first. Jimmy Rollins is back on the ballot yep. too, yo. Chase uh, Utley, one of the who? So I'll throw that question out there. Who do you think, if one of them were to make it, who would make it first, Chase Utley or J Roll? Mm. Or who is most likely to get in first? I don't. Mm. Is it a second go around, J Roll, or is it a first ballot See, Hall of Fame Utley? That's tough. Um, Utley's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Then at that case, then who gets in first, J. Roll or Utley, if they were to get in? Neither one of them probably gets on this round. Yeah, they'll probably be but, a while. But what I'll say is, I think J. Roll had a long his his career had more longevity at a higher level. Like J. Roll came in his rookie year and almost won Rookie of the Year, was an All Star yeah. rookie year. Chase's peak was much better, but yeah, Chase's yeah. peak was great, but it was so short because he started getting injured so much. Um. Yeah. And really, it also depends on who's voting, right? Because I feel like a lot of traditionalists would say, yeah, Jimmy's got these gold gloves. He's got an MVP. He's got a silver slugger. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. But conversely, Chase Utley, amongst like the analytics heads, was the man, dude. Even yeah. though he never won a gold glove, best defensive second baseman of his era. Second most war during his peak to Albert Pujols, you know what I'm saying, was... uh was also won a World Series, was also a multiple-time All-Star. Um, the fact that he never won a Golden Glove and Zach Wheeler did this year The Golden Glove, that's, that's what we're saying. such when, a joke. Yeah, yeah we're saying yeah. last week. It's kind of a So I guess to ans- answer your question, I think more traditionalists are going to be voting for the next 10 years. So I think J-Roll probably yeah. gets in first. But ultimately, I think they both eventually get in yeah. once some of the old traditionalists retire and more stat heads and nerds like they deserve me to be voting. in there. Yeah. Uh, anything else in the fills? Um, we still got to squeeze the Sixers in here. We're kind of running late here. here. I think that's kind of no, it. I don't, that's all I, got. I don't have anything super Mm-mm. noteworthy. Yeah, we can talk about the Sixers. Let's How are they see. doing right now? It was 99-95 last I checked. Oh, Cleveland. Dean just said Sixera in the chat. Damn, did they win? There was five minutes left. It's it's tied up right now with two oh, minutes shit. left. And we're stuck here while we're doing this stupid podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Listeners, you see what we go through for yeah. you? We're missing a great in-season tournament game for y'all, man. We could have done this tomorrow. We could have skipped this week because of Thanksgiving. We but do we it for the it. listeners. We do it for y'all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's tied 103-103 with 207 left. Damn. We might have to pause on recording and go watch this shit. It's like, uh, but no, let's talk about the Sixers. So they, we were a little down last week after they had lost to the Celtics and to the Pacers. They bounced back good on Friday. Excuse me, beating Atlanta. Oh, you're putting it on on your phone. Nice. I got that shit. So they were, uh, we were a little down after that those couple games, but yeah, they looked good over the weekend. Yeah. Yo, Embiid was passing good on Friday. He had a couple really nice passes. Trevor, you sent that video to the group chat. 
where he, that guy was dissecting how different oh, yeah, their yeah. offense looks. I think it was on like thinking basketball or whatever. Yo, they YouTube love a pages. flex offense, man. Where they have the uh, Embiid and uh, the four at either end of the free throw mm-hmm. line, and they just run their entire offense out of that. They love it, and like I had yeah. seen that, like watching the game, but seeing that guy break it down, I was like, wow, this is really crazy. How much like more cohesive of a unit they are. They have the uh, what is it? I think well, at least going into this game, the highest scoring duo in the NBA with mm-hmm. Maxi and Embiid too. You know, I mean, like, they're just. We said it before, they're explosive, they're fun. It's funny how, I'm not comparing the two, but just, in a, I guess, a little bit, you know, the Flyers and the Sixers in a way where, A, there should be expectation on the Sixers right now, but we kind of pumped the brakes on that just to let them play free. I, I the was new thinking coach. this the But the Flyers, thing, yeah. at the same time, are a younger, growing team. There's no expectations. They're having fun. They're finding ways to win, and they're doing it in a different way. But it's just fun to see two teams kind of doing it and then you kind of have like the Eagles and the Phillies that are your staple. You expect them to get to the final round or to like the conference championship round or, or what have you. Um, but the Sixers are playing great ball right now. I mean, I think it's nothing that I expected coming into this year at all to see them this explosive, this high scoring, and this kind of gel that they have together. I was expecting a lot more sloppy play, to be honest, coming into this season than we're seeing right now. Yeah, we can figure it may have taken them a while to get used to a new system, new coach, or whatever. Right. But they seem to have picked it up really quick and run with it. Especially compared to the laziness and the weirdness of Doc Rivers. I mean, you're going literally 180 from coach yeah. to coach. Um, but it's great to see. Shout out Kelly Oubre, too. Looking like he's on a bounce back to come back sooner than expected. Yeah. Which is always yeah, good to see. Yeah, he's back at practice. He was yeah. throwing, putting up some jumpers. Looks fine. Doing a little light cardio. Looks honestly fine. I mean, that's yeah. a couple minutes of practice. Getting back out there. It was it was only a smart car that hit him. <laughs> right. Weren't they saying it was an SUV, though? <laughs> no one. Uh, they still haven't found the car. Well, They're I guess people, were, people were assuming car. that it was like a big-ass car because he got hit in the ribs like pretty high up. You know what I mean? He's like a tall-ass dude, obviously. So like He's also big, so maybe like he... Right, if it was a low car, his legs would have got fucked up. But maybe the bike was in the way, and then he got hit and landed on something and yeah. not the car and hurt his rib. Yeah, we'll never know exactly. But anyway, I feel pretty good down. about the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, I think that to your point about the offense, man, they have a lot of different things they can attack a team with. Last year it was just, as I said before, we're going to find 50 different ways for James Harden to get Joel Embiid the ball. Most of that's going to be pick and roll, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Like that guy on Thinking Basketball dissected, all those flex cuts, different ways to get different guys involved, even if they want to run a two-man game in. Maxi and Embiid on Sunday, Maxi was hitting the pocket past Embiid over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So he can do that. They can run the two-man game where Maxi runs around him and does dribble handoff like Seth Curry or J.J. Redick, they can run some of the Jimmy Butler, Embiid stuff where it's kind of just an isolation with Embiid over on the side. Toby's getting involved, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They can run Embiid isos and Embiid post-ups still. Just a very just multifaceted team, man. 110-108 with 16 seconds oh, we're left. winning? 16 seconds left. We're winning? Sixers are up Dang. by oh, two. Oh, shit. Nice. Damn, we might have to just sit here and watch the end of the game on the <laughs> That pod. was a crazy-ass... Transition right there. They Let's had the see. ball. Pat Bev. 
Pat Bev with Pat the, the go-ahead bucket. Before that, there was 40 seconds left. We had the ball. They spent up most of the time, and B went to go shoot it, missed it, got the rebound, wasted another 15, 20-some seconds, and then Pat Bev took it in and got the two. 110, 108, 16 seconds left. Oh, yeah. We Ooh. might could win and do, do shots of bananas anyway. My nipples are hard right now. Yeah, we were talking about how uh, Toby's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Toby's been hooping. Yeah, dude. I fucking, and defensively. Yeah. Yeah, I that mean, too. I made a little Toby thing today. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, for uh, when when number twelve is really hooping, we can we can pull this out. It's Toby time. Toby time. <laughs> it's Toby time. Toby time. Toby time. It's Toby time. Toby time. Hell yeah! I like that. Yeah, dude. I like that. That feels like the Sixers. <laughs> That's I didn't. I didn't make the music for Toby that. That was time. just some royalty free shit. But. Toby time. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. I'm into that shit. If he hits this, we got to put that on to win the game. Yeah, I think yeah, so. That would be hysterical. Yeah. My other note. Oh, did Indiana lose? That looks like a game winner. Buddy healed. I got you on my fantasy team. Oh, is this alive? Damn, they're tied up too. Damn, the in-season tournament's all right, yo. Yeah, They're tied is, up with thrilling 50, stuff here. 152, though. That score is high. Yeah, that's, neither of those teams plays a look at defense. The Sixers are up by two right now. Oh, they he got fouled. fouled. Oh, Damn, man. this is not good podcasting, though. <laughs> um, I guess the other yeah, note that I, I had on the Sixers, defensively, their defensive switchability and versatility is pretty noteworthy. Mm-hmm. In the past, man, you couldn't switch with Maxi and Harden and Embiid. Either, any three of them is a target, depending on who the offensive guy is that has the ball. Whereas now you figure you got Springer, Melton, B-Ball Paul, Batum, House, Tobias, House. House had a good game. All these yeah. guys are switchable one through five, essentially. So you're mm-hmm. never at a disadvantage. Markeith Morris? He's ass. Nah, okay. Marcus Morris, <laughs> play, he's play. ass. I'm playing, play. He he could guard me. I was gonna say he couldn't guard me. He could still guard he me. He could yeah. He could lock you up. Yeah, I mean he's a foot taller than me. I would hope he could. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how the Sixers end up closing this one out. But feeling good about them, regardless of the results. They were down what fifteen at yeah, halftime. At the half, twelve. Yeah. I think at twelve. Yeah. yeah, man. What else we got? I guess that's it. I think that's it from a Sixers perspective. To be honest with yeah. you, ten think- and three. Could be eleven and three after yeah, this. We'll see. So, what are y'all doing for Thanksgiving? Uh let's go to my parents' house over in Seawood. You're making smoked mac. I think that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you ever made mac grill? and cheese like that before? No, I want. You to ever tr- baked your mac before? No, not really. Do you have to bake it been... and then put it in the smoker? How's this work? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can make it however, like bake it or you know. How, whatever you're gonna do it and then just like once it's like more or less done you just like throw it on the smoker for like i don't know like a half hour or something that's what i was very gonna low. suggest you yeah. probably bake most of it in the oven that's and then you get that sense. little crispy smoky yeah, cheese smoky, on top. oh that's yeah. gonna taste good in the yeah. smoker yeah yeah i think the, the putting it in the smoker is just kind of to finish it off with like you put any ham in your flavor you put any ham in your mac and cheese uh i don't know i could do that could maybe, maybe, stew maybe to- do some little bacon in there little stewed tomatoes on the side yeah, some seafood mac. My mom always be making seafood mac for Christmas. That's pretty good. Woo-ha. Mac mm-hmm. with like uh, like crab meat. 
Hell yeah, that she'd be putting mm, crab nice. meat and shrimp. And my yeah, mom uses good. sweetened condensed milk in her mac, so it's Ooh, nice and sweet. Sweet and yeah. creamy, like mm. a creamy, sweet, delicious. Yeah, I never yeah. had mac and cheese so good in my life, man. Damn, that sounds Best good. Best mac and cheese I ever had from my what mom's. Is, what is your favorite, I guess, Sam's mac and cheese? Or we can add it in there, too. Yeah, favorite. I, this is going to be a question I ask. Favorite Thanksgiving side? Uh, I like uh, the, the stuffing. Stuffing's, it's, a, it's mid to me, you know what I'm saying? Stuffing's mid-tier. Um, MB for the win. No. Overtime? It's tied. They called, so they got time. Overtime. All right, well, we can wrap this pot up and go catch the end. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a hot take. I'm not a big fan of stuffing. Stuffing's mid, man. I like it. I find it to be Um, just wet croutons. Nothing wrong with that. I think you're pushing it. I don't think it's that bad. Dude, that's disrespectful to stuffing to just call it a wet crouton. I don't hate it. It has more flavor than I that. Underst- no, I understand people love it. I'm not knocking it. It's just, I don't know. But I'll, at the same time, I do love green bean casserole. So it's like, Yo, I like a green, I like bean, green casserole. bean casserole yeah. as well. Yo, what about a yam? I think I yams is my yams. favorite. I, yams are nice. A, a candied it's yam like sweet. or a really sweet yam. ones. Yeah. Candied yams are so fucking good. Unpeeled, you get the little honey glaze on them. They're always hot. A little brown sugar. Man. Yep. Yeah. That's eating, buddy. That's so good. That's eating, buddy. <laughs> I could eat only candied games and green bean casserole, maybe a little bit of corn, maybe cream of corn. What's the would you guys have one that you could just absolutely do without? Carrots. Hmm. Sometimes people are making carrots at Thanksgiving. I'm not a huge carrots fan of carrots. Carrots are a little redundant if you already have yams and green bean casserole. So I'm saying. You already have your vegetable. Mm. You already have your orange I would food. say mashed potatoes I could do without. There's candied yams. Really? I don't need potatoes. I love, yeah, man. I love me some you mashed You got to have the gravy. You got to pour it on something. I like my Uncle Dad makes this thing. It's called potato filling. What the heck? That sounds fake. No, is trust it me. Fake? Is it's it ho- just artificial? No, no, no. It's homemade. It's, it's like a mashed potato, but... It's like really whipped up creamy potatoes with like a little bit of onion in there, but then also like chunks of potato. I don't. That gar- just sounds like a mashed potato. Yeah, but it's cre- it's creamier and I don't know how to explain you, it. You, your folks, if you need tried to, it, your I, folks need to make how learn how to make mashed potatoes. No, you always make, gotta have them creamy. We got mashed potato. I'm talking about this is a, dope, this dude. is a separate potato though. It's a separate. It's pot- a, so you put the mashed, but you put the mashed potatoes inside this potato it what the don't think too hard about the name it's still a mashed potato in the family however it's just creamier and got a little oniony th- i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it's that shit rocks if you tried it you'd be like whoa i'll take your word right. for it <laughs> i'll trust you deep fried or baked turkey you know, I've never had a deep fried I've never turkey. had deep fried. I've never, never had the desire to burn down my house. So yeah, I've you never... see some of those videos where oh people just God. burn their entire garage? Ah, there's a way Dude. to do it. We should do it one day. I'm sure there's you a have way a, to do Oh, it. I have a pot big enough. You have a propane burner? Yeah. Yo, we should. We could deep fry a turkey. I Damn. love deep fry. That's what we, we do. We should do it soon. We love you. Yeah, I have my big pot. I just fill that with what do I fill that with? With oil? First, you got to fill it with water and then you put the turkey in it so you know how much it displaces. So then you could put the oil in without it worrying about bubbling over. Gotcha. That's probably what people were People yeah, fuck up. Too much. They fill it up all the way with oil and they don't think when they put a 30 pound turkey in, it's going to flow all yeah, over they, and hit the flame and then you're fucked. They, they, they filled physics class. You got to dry the turkey out, make sure it's not wet, make sure there's no water on it, dry that bitch out, inject it, get your water line right, mark it. You're good to go. Yes, sir. Damn. But I think. I'm down for a deep fried turkey. Yeah. 
Yeah, we could do that sometime. Do you need like a lot of space to do that, or as long you as could, your, you yards, could do it in your, backyard. your yard's probably big enough? I think we could do it in our backyard. Well, no, your yard's a little small. I could do it out yeah, front. you could probably do it out front. Yeah, your backyard's definitely do it in the middle enough. of Broad Street. Fuck yeah, I don't care. FDR Park. Damn. <laughs> do the Eagles play another night? Oh yeah, we play Dallas at night. Oh wait, we should do with that that game, the Dallas. We game. can even just get a small. We can even just do a breast. Man, a big I, don't, breast. I want more than a titty. I want a whole body, dude. There's a carcass in it. Just will have legs. But I'm down. We'll put this into motion. Yeah, we'll get some stuff. We'll, we'll get, get it locked in. We'll figure it out. Yeah, listeners and viewers, you want to come have some deep fried turkey with your boys? Sunday, December 10th, we play the Cowboys. We'll be talking about it. Gobble, gobble. Yeah, we'll have some updates. All right. Well, I guess that'll just about do it for us here tonight, everybody. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review every other podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Follow us at TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Peace. Happy Turkey Day. <laughs>